So today is Pentecost Sunday. Now, if I were to ask you what is the most important holiday in the life of a Christian, you will say it's Easter, and you will write about that. Now, we say, what's the next one after Easter? Well, it is Christmas where we recognize the birthday of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, after that, guess what? It's Pentecost Sunday. And Pentecost Sunday is the third most important holiday of the Christian, which is today. And you say, why is that? Because it is the day to celebrate the birth of the church. Pentecost Sunday, which is 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead, is the day where the people of God, the church of God, the family of God came together. When God says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. Today I want to speak to you with a message, Pentecost, the people God blesses. The people God blesses. And you ask, well, why is Pentecost a big deal? <laughs> it's because the church is the only thing that is going to last for all eternity. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the people of God will last forever and ever. God saved the church, which is the people, not the church institution, the people of God that embody uh, the, the church. God saved us, and he will come for us, and he's building a home in heaven so that we, God's children, will be with him forever. Nothing else on this planet or in the universe is going to last for eternity. God, it will wipe everything off. And it says there will be a new earth and a new heaven. And the occupants of the new earth and the new heaven says we, God's people. And so it's important that we, we recognize this day. It's a big deal. It is where our faith comes together. It is when God assembled his people from every race, every nation, every language, uh, every background, and put us together as the people of God. Now, when God blesses a church, and that's what I want to talk to you about, big things happen. When God blesses his people, great things happen. Do you know that God is looking to bless we, his people, so we will become the light of his world? That we will become his, his hands, his feet, his eyes, his mouth in the workplace, in the marketplace, in our families, in our communities, everywhere we go. That God is looking to use us and us as catalyst for breakthrough. That things will get better on your job because you are there. <laughs> things will get better in your family because you, a child of God, is there. And he wants to use you as the light, to beam his light over your family. Even those who don't love God and know him, that things will work out for them. Why? Because of you. And so this is the big deal that God is, it looks to assemble his people and thank God that we are God's people. And that he seeks to walk in and through us to beam his light across others. Great things happen. Great things happen when we, God's people, who embody the universal church, church of God, stand united in the Lord. Great things happen. Marriages are saved. Lives are changed. People are put back together. People get out of debt. Sicknesses are healed. Breakthrough happens. People rise up beyond their background, their race, their education, their trajectory. And wonderful things happen generationally. 
And God, the idea of God is, is that he does that through his people, through the universal church of God. All kinds of miracles happen when God blesses his people. So the good God that we serve is doing great things in the world because of his people. So how do we keep God's blessing flowing in our life? Well, to, 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 to do that, we've got to be a partner with God. He says we are his ambassadors in this world. We are his light. We are the salt of his earth. We are the ones, his, his, his catalyst to be able to bring great and awesome things to happen in life. And, and for that to happen, we've got to go back and see what the first believers did in the first church. Examine what they did that God moved mightily. When you read the book of Acts, you see all kinds of breakthroughs, all kinds of miracles. They surpassed every expectation. They moved against all odds. God did great and awesome things in their lives despite the oppression and opposition they faced. What did they do for the fire of God to beam into their lives that we come behind them? We've got to be reminded to do these things just as they did it. And when we do that, we're going to be blessed the more. Everything you need for your life and everything we need for God's blessing is in the original church of God in the book of Acts chapter 2. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. And when we see that church, how God blessed them in a dynamite way, we want to be like them so that God will use us to accomplish his great purpose because he's chosen you and I to be part of his church that through us, his dominion, his rule, his power, his purpose will be fostered in the world. Now there are at least four things that we see in Acts 2. When the Holy Spirit birthed on God's people, and they were speaking in all kinds of languages, and on that day the church sprang up with 3,000 people from every race, every background, every age. They came together as a church. At least there were four things that they did in that early church that Acts 2 tells us. They continually prayed for God's power. They devoted themselves to God's word. They loved each other so deeply, and they worshiped God with intense joy. Four things. Four things. Prayed continuously for God's power, devoted themselves to God's word, loved each other intensely, and worshiped God with what? Intense joy. And that's what we need to do. If we do these four things, we will experience the power of the Holy Spirit move upon our hearts the way it did in the book of Acts. So let's jump right into it. What do we need to do to experience the, 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 acts, the book of Acts kind of blessing and breakthrough as God seeks to use us to accomplish great and awesome things? Let's read, read that right on your screen, on your sermon outline. It says, if we want God's blessing, we must what? Pray for God's power. We got to pray for God's power. We got to pray continuously for that. And that's the starting point. The presence of God's power makes us believers at God's church different from every other organization or group. We are the Holy Spirit. And, and God says, I will pour my spirit upon you. And when the spirit comes, you're going to have power. And when we pray, we activate the power of the Holy Spirit to dominate us. And that's the difference maker. That's the game changer in our life. You know, there's no other group, there's no organization, no institution that has the power of the Holy Spirit to do its work. I mean, Apple Corporation is a great company, right? But it doesn't have the Holy Spirit to do its work. Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, Dell, General Motors, General Electric, Coca-Cola, all these great organizations, Nike, all over the world, those great, they, they don't have God's Holy Spirit. We are the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit of God lives in us. No government has the Holy Spirit. Only the church, only God's people gets the Holy Spirit. And God says, I will give you power when you rely on my Holy Spirit. Power to do what you cannot do. Power to do what your ancestors did not accomplish. Power to do what your co-workers who are unbelievers. Power to do what your, what your family members who are unbelievers will accomplish in your life. Glory to Almighty God. Look at Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. Uh, here's Jesus speaking. He says what? You will receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit does what comes on you. He says, I, I'm, I'm leaving, but I'm going to send something that will, that, will, that will shock you. Your life will not be marked based on your race, your background. Your life, your life will not be marked based on your inheritance, based on your last name. Your life will not be marked based on your ancestral background. <laughs> if you've been walking long enough, you should raise both hands that God has really wowed you. He's taken you Amen. From a low place in life and has brought you from a mighty long way. Can anyone testify to that? Can anyone testify to that? It is only the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Power to change your life. Power to do what you cannot accomplish by yourself. Power to do what others will not do for you. And it says, yes, I'm going to give you that power. God has given us enormous responsibility. He created us. He saved us that we will become the light of this world. Become the head and not the tail. He's called us for a special vocation as his own people. That will glory to God to do great and awesome things. But it says, I don't want you to do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. But I'm going to give you my power. I'm going to give my power. And that power will come in the person of the Holy Spirit. You're going to have a counselor, a comforter, a partner, one just like me, who is with you 24-7. You say, why do you need the Holy Spirit? Why do you need the power of the Holy Spirit? Because you need God's power in your life. You need God's power to live every day from sunup to sundown. From laying down to rising up. You're going to need that in your life because by yourself you can accomplish nothing. How many of you have started things and thought, well, I'm going to go here. You have, you have got all this checklist. And how, how has that checklist worked out by yourself? It's a way that seems right for a person, but the end is destruction. You need God's power to live every day. You need God's power to change the things that you cannot change. Around us is brokenness. Around us is failure. Around us are impossible things that by ourselves, oh glory to God, oh you cannot change. We are, all, we, are, we are caught between a rock and a hard place. Trouble surrounds us. It's been said today you are either in trouble or you just came out of trouble or you're getting ready to get into trouble so many obstacles that are stacked up against you you're going to need the power of the holy spirit to change the things that you cannot change by yourself you need god's power to get out of debt financially so many things that we want to accomplish by ourselves the power by, by glory how are you going to get there how are you going to get there and god says i'll give you my spirit who will take that which belongs to me and give it unto you we need God's power in every area of our lives, financially, emotionally, relationally, mentally, spiritually, vocationally, generationally. Now, how do we get God's power? We get God's power through prayer. The Holy Spirit's ally is prayer. We pray and we get God's power. We activate the Holy Spirit to walk in and through us. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit has a delight. A direct line to heaven and prayer is the the gate prayer is the access point prayer is the turnkey that opens that door that the holy spirit that is connected in you will avail heaven's resources to your life 
And so you, if you want much power in your life, you can need to pray much. Much prayer equals much power. Little prayer equals little power. No prayer equals no power. Because the power of the Holy Spirit comes alive when we are plugged into God. Like a toaster, a refrigerator, a TV is useless unless it is plugged into its power source. But oh, you put that in there and that little machine, that, that technology gets fired up when the power is walking right through it. So here's the background. Here's the background of Pentecost. Christ died. Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was resurrected. He walked around for 40 days after he rose from the dead. And he told his disciples, he says, look, I want you to wait until I send my spirit. Don't do anything. Don't go preaching. Don't, 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 don't do because you can't do it by yourself. You've heard the teachings. You've seen me do some things, but don't try to copy me right now. I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit come, you now have the power to do what I've taught you to do. So don't do it by your willpower. Don't do it by your knowledge that I've taught you. You're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to make it happen. You say, I know, I know these things. I can go do it all by myself. Try that. Without God, you can do nothing. You feel miserable. So here we're about 120 followers after Jesus had left. They gathered in the room. <laughs> God says, wait. They, they waited and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed, prayed. It took about 10 days. God says, we should wait right here. They were praying continuously. So, I mean, 40 days, Jesus was with them. He ascended on the 40th day. They, day 41, 42, 43, praying, 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 day 50th. Amen. While they were praying, God poured down the Holy Spirit upon them. And here's what they were doing in Acts 1.14. Look at this. It says, Acts 1.14. It says, what day? All met together and were what? constantly united in prayer with a single purpose in mind <laughs> amen they're all praying together with one purpose G jesus you said you send your spirit to come we are waiting we are waiting we need the power of the holy spirit you tell us not to do anything but look at us we are waiting on you we are waiting on you they were they met together what and what are we doing they were what constantly were praying united in prayer with a single purpose in mind jesus said wait for me wait for the holy spirit to come and when the Holy spirit come guess what you'll be empowered you're going to see what's going to happen. You will turn the world around. You will go make followers of all nations. Glory to what you've seen me do, you'll be able to do that also by the power of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And, 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 and here's what happens. Here's what happened and will happen in our lives. When the Holy Spirit is charged up, is activated in your life, there are three amazing miracles that happen to them and they will happen to you and I also. We want God's blessing. We must be devoted. We must be devoted to prayer, which will activate God's power. Three amazing things happen. Let's pick it up. Look at Acts 2, verse 1 to 4. Read that with me. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a noise like strong blowing wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw something like flames of fire that were separated and stood over each person there. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak different languages by the power 
the Holy Spirit was giving them. We see three powerful I mean, miracles happened right in here. First, it says there was a noise. When they did, suddenly there was a, a noise like what? Strong blowing wind that came from heaven filled the whole house. Amen. Oh, secondly, it said what? There was something like what? Flames of fire that were separated and stood over each one there. Third, everyone began to speak different languages by the power of the Holy Spirit given them. <laughs> Amen. Oh, three things. There was a noise that sounded like a hurricane. <laughs> a noise that sounds like a hurricane. <laughs> The first thing that happens, the first miracle now happened through prayer. If you allow the Holy Spirit loose in your life, is you have power. <laughs> Glory to God. They, uh, and, and, and noise like the sound of the hurricane. <laughs> An example of God's power. God's power. A, 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 a hurricane. I mean, when a hurricane goes bad, goes in the wrong direction, you know what happens. Nothing stands in its way. Houses are blown away. Jobs are blown away. Cars are blown away. There are no boundary lines. Roots, roads are all destroyed. Glory. The power of a hurricane, is that's what's going to happen. You're going to experience the power of a hurricane moving not negatively in your life, but positive in your life. Everything that's standing against you, blown away. Everything that is coming against you, off. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, is anyone? Amen. He says, that's what happens when the Holy Spirit, when you allow the Holy Holy Spirit to birth in your life. You're going to have power stronger than the force of the hurricane. Nothing will come against you. Age, race, education, background, opposition, the devil, gossipers, oh my Lord, backbiters, naysayers will never come against you. You will experience power, power greater than the force of a hurricane. Glory to Almighty God. It says there was what? There was what? There was what? Fire. They saw something like flames of fire. <laughs> Your life will be on fire. <laughs> You're going to be charged up. You're going to be excited. You're going to be motivated. What people will tell you, you you can never do, you will go ahead and do it. You're going to be motivated. What hasn't happened before, glory to Almighty God. People will be wringing your hand and says, I'm afraid they're going to fail. I'm afraid something will happen. You are not afraid. You are excited. You are motivated. You are charged up. Your life is fired up. You are not bored. You are excited, ready to accomplish great and awesome things. Glory to God. With God, nothing is impossible. Nothing will be impossible for you because the fire of God, your life has been fired up, fired up, fired up. Glory to Almighty God. Somebody said, don't do this, don't laugh at you. Don't do this, don't blame you. Don't do this, don't talk about you. Let them talk. Let so what? So what? You don't care a hoot. You don't care a hoot about what others will say about you. You are super boosted. Super boosted. Pastor Mike, you don't know I'm grown old. I can't do these things. You are unstoppable, living in your old age, in the final moments of your life. You are still, you are still a man. Starting new things for God. Starting great and awesome things for God. The third thing we say is that there are people who are speaking in, in different languages. <laughs> the multicultural effect. God is taking you beyond your race, beyond your education. 
Beyond your, he's putting people in your path, people from all races, all background. <laughs> Glory to get the Lord speaking to somebody. He says, Amen. Oh, my Lord, your life is not defined by your race. Life is not defi defined by your language, your background. Glory, God is opening you up. Opening you up. Lord, God opened his people up into a multicultural audience. And look at people from all races were speaking in their own languages. And then they were scattered. They went to Africa. They went to Asia. They went to Europe. Spreading the word of God. Now God had opened it up from their little town, little town, little town in Nazareth, little town in Bethlehem. Now they are just poor, poor, moved. And God said, I will open the world up for you. I will open the world up for you. You have a multicultural connection. Glory to Almighty God. And here's the net effect of what happened. Look at Acts 2.43. Everyone was what? Filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. These were people before the Holy Spirit came. They were scared. They were running away. Everybody ran away from Jesus. Glory to God. They, 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 they just didn't want to. They were afraid. Even Peter said, I never seen him. I never heard of him. Who are you talking about? But when the Holy Spirit came, they were filled. Oh, that the power of God that we just talked about. They were fired up. They were ready to move. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the people. When the Holy Spirit comes to you and you activate that through prayer, oh my Lord, there will be wonders. There will be signs. What will come out of your life? will be of great awe to many. Glory to Almighty God. You say, look at my sister. Look at my brother. I never thought this person growing up will ever accomplish it. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that is accomplishing many, not a few, many wonders and signs. Glory in your all my preaching to somebody on this particular Sunday. If you want God's blessings on your life, he says, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my spirit freely. But you got to pray. And the power of the Holy Spirit will take you places you've never been. You say, what is my greatest contribution to life? The Holy Spirit is free. But it operates with prayer. Your greatest contribution to your family is prayer. There isn't much you can do for everybody. You can only help them a little bit. You can't save them. You can't take care of all your needs. But the greatest blessing you can for your family is what? Prayer. The greatest contribution to this church is what? Prayer. And I want to encourage you to really spend time regularly praying for this church. I pray for you. Will you pray for me and my family? Pray for God here because prayer activates the power of the Holy Spirit so that we'll experience the power of God greater than a hurricane will experience the fire of the Holy Spirit motivating us to do what by ourselves. We will come up with 200 excuses why this cannot happen, but excuses off the way. Off the way. Complaints off the way. We are ready to climb every mountain. We're ready to go through every low valley. What others have not accomplished before. The fire of the Holy Spirit fired us up to attempt new things. Oh God. That multicultural connection, strangers, amen. The Lord will bring you in the midst of strangers. <laughs> Can somebody say amen to that? Right now, today, God has called your name before influential people. People are looking for you. Not your brother, not your sister. 
not your husband, not your spouse, but people are looking for you because God has shown your face, called your name. God has made a reservation. He says, God says a good measure, president shaken together, will he cause people, people to pour into your lap. And God will open you up to a highway. Amen, 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 amen. But all that comes through by prayer, my brother, my sister. And so I want to encourage you to have a personal devotional time with God every day. Spend time with God in prayer. We open our church with prayer every Sunday when we get together. We're going to activate our prayer line. Uh, we start and we pause so that we can be recharged this week. We'll start it again. And when you get that announcement, jump right on it. Because you're going to need power. Power is the food, the fuel of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not force himself upon you. The Holy Spirit is looking for your participation. God wants to do something greater in your life. It's only together with you will they come together. So you jump in. Amen. Personal prayer time. Say, well, I don't have time. Well, you can talk to God anywhere, anytime. You take all this prayer. You come to church on Sunday, go to our church website, there are prayer points. Amen. You take those and use those as your prayer points throughout the week. Let God really move you. The Holy Spirit do great and awesome things in your life. In the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, my brother and my sister, whenever you see the phrase, and the church prayed in one accord, next, right next to that phrase is a miraculous, phenomenal breakthrough. Let me give you a few examples. The church was praying and we talked about it. Ten days into their prayer, guess what? The Holy Spirit, boom, came upon them. The Bible says 3,000 people were saved. The church now moved from 120 people to 3,000 people. Holy Spirit came down. Peter and John were going to a place for prayer in the afternoon, you remember? There was a lame man who was out there begging for arms. He says, you know what, give me money. I mean, Peter looked and said, silver and gold we have not. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Bam, this lame person. All of a sudden, he has become a member of the church. He got up, walked, went into the church, dancing and praising Almighty God. He was Peter in prison. James, the apostle James had been killed, murdered. Peter was arrested in hope that the next day also they're going to kill Peter so that they will just hush. They will hush. These people, these 3,000 plus people who are now taking Jerusalem by storm. The church got together and we're praying. What happened? Walls opened up. The chains led Peter out of the prison. Glory to Almighty God. Peter showed up while the church was still praying. She, he was knocking on the door. Little Rhoda went and looked at him and said, stop praying. Peter said, no, no, no. He says, ghost. They, 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 glory is his ghost. <laughs> But while they were praying, God was moving. And every time the church, the book of Acts, the early church prayed, there were great miracles and breakthrough happens. When you pray, great miracles will happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul and Silas were, Paul and Silas were in prison. And you know the account, the Bible says at midnight they were praying so loud that the whole prison heard their prayer and their worship. Spirit of God moved mightily. Earthquake came down, broke loose the chains, and set them free. Set them free. The jailer who says, I want this power. What can I do to be saved? <laughs> Whatever has happened, I want some of that. Got a jailer baptized. He and his family. The church that causes God to bless his people is the church that prays for God's power. The people of God, that, that God moves mightily in their lives, in their family, in their generation, are those people who pray to activate God's power to work in their life. If you want God's blessing, you must pray continuously without ceasing for God's power. If you receive that, say amen. amen. Now, secondly, also, we see this in the early church. 
if we want God's blessing, we must be what? Devoted to God's word. Please say that with me. We must be do what? Be devoted to God's word. We must be devoted. We must read God's word, hear God's word, watch God's word, study God's word, memorize God's word, meditate on God's word. God's word doesn't have to be I've heard it before, so I'm going to dismiss it. The word of God is like fire. The word of God is like a two-edged sword. The word of God. Amen. It's your defense. It's your armor. The word of God is the catalyst that, that brings together the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't operate in a vacuum. When the Holy Spirit wants to direct you, guess what? He uses the word of God to confirm some things, to speak some things into your life to bring it to pass. So here's what the early church doing. The reason the early church were on fire, accomplished great and all something. The book of Acts is the miracle book of Almighty God. That whatever Jesus did in the Gospels, we saw a repetition of that in the book of in Acts. Why? Because one, they prayed continuously for God's spirit. And two, what? They, what? they devoted themselves to God's word. Look at Acts 2.42. It says, all the believers did what? Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The word devoted means they continued steadfastly. Greek word there is proskateo. Proskateo. It means to continue all the time in a place. I mean, it's like Bible study, Bible reading, devotions wasn't something they were playing with. What's the apostles teaching? The apostles teaching is the Bible. It's the word of God. The apostles, the Holy Spirit moved them to write the New Testament. And so the church that God, God builds is the church, that, the, the church that God blesses is the church that is built on the Bible. The people of God that God builds, the people of God that are moved by his spirit are those whose foundation is on the word of God. It's all about the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible in their parenting, the Bible in the way they dress, they eat, they walk, they relate to one another, Bible on the job. The teachings of the Bible is applicable in every area of their life. It doesn't go through one year, right, and goes through the other and says, well, this is what I hear in church. Now I'm at home. Now in my marriage, it doesn't count. In my children, parenting, it doesn't count. On the job, it doesn't count. In my finances, it doesn't count. In my health, it doesn't count. No, no. The Bible, what, is that rule book for everyday living? They are, say, that's the church, that's the people of God, that God blesses mightily. They are devoted, they are devoted to the word of God. Listen, that's why it's called the good news. The Bible is called the good news. The gospel means the good news. It is the good news because it erases bad news. Amen. The world is filled with what? Bad news. Every bad news that is out there, God's got to counter, counter good news for it. God's got what it takes to be able to erase, demolish, destroy, counteract that bad news. It is a life-changing book that when you read and practice what it says, it will radically, it will dramatically transform your life. Now in Acts 2, we have the very first Christian sermon. The very first Christian sermon. You see, Jesus preached and taught all of them. And there's no recorded, there's no recorded sermon in the New Testament that the apostles really teach as far as Christian principles. But when the Holy Spirit came, the Holy Spirit opened their eyes, opened their mind, brought them in remembrance of everything that Jesus taught them. And so when Peter moved by the Holy Spirit, got up, Peter preached the very first sermon of the very first church. Now here's a, a summary of that and I'll break it down a little bit more for you. He says, Peter, look at Acts 2, 14, 16, 19, 21, verse 21. He says, Peter addressed the crowd. Let me explain this to you. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. 
I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on earth below. And everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, rather than me teaching all to you, I just wrote on your outline, I'll put it on the screen in a moment, Peter's message in summary. And so this is the summary of Peter's sermon, Acts 2, from uh, verse 22 to 40. Amen. Here's, 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 here's what Peter, Peter taught. Read with me. Right? Jesus is God. His miracles prove it. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. God raised him back to life. This gives us what? Gladness, joy, and hope. Jesus has sent his spirit from heaven. We must repent and be baptized. We will be given his Holy Spirit. And we must live differently from the world. This is the gospel, the great news. Amen. This is the great news. That's it. And when, when Peter got up, he says, wait, hey, Jesus is God. His miracles prove it. All the miracles is did. And he, raised, he says, on the third day, I will rise from the grave. And he, the tomb is empty. He is God. The one you crucified is God. He says, he died on the cross. Yes, he died. He was crucified. He was taken down from the cross. He was laid in the tomb. But what? God raised him back to life. We are a living testimony. We were scared, but we saw him. He was with us for 40 days. He's alive. He's alive. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not scared. Glory to God. I'm excited. Jesus is alive. He says what? And this gospel, this good news, that if he conquered death and rose from the dead, we are filled with gladness, joy, and hope. And if you follow this Jesus, your life will be filled with gladness, joy, and hope. And guess what? Guess what? What you see us doing, we are not drunk. It's only early in the morning. He sent his spirit, his spirit, the spirit of Jesus is living in us. Glory to God. And here's what you got to do. You got to turn from your ways, and you got to turn to God, and God will receive you. Glory to Almighty God. And he too will give you his Holy Spirit. He too will put a spirit in your heart. And then you have the power to live differently. You have the power to change your life. You have the power to, to be the light of your world. Glory to Almighty God. That's the gospel. And this week when you go into small groups, will you just summarize this gospel, this good news? He said, what I, he, said, he said, what can I tell people? What's the heart of the gospel? What's the cross of the gospel? Jesus is God. His miracles prove it. He died on the cross for us. That raised him to come back to life. And this good news gives us so much gladness, so much hope. You can have hope in your life. You can have joy in your life because you're not alone. Your Savior is alive and he's in you and he sent. You can receive his spirit, the spirit of Jesus from heaven to live in your life. But you got to turn from your ways and turn to him. His arms are wide open. You got to jump right into his open arms. Glory to God. And when you do that, he'll put his spirit in you also. That you're not living by yourself. You're not living by yourself. What you see us do, you can do it also. Amen. You'll not be living, amen, a life of fear, but you'll be fearless. You'll be fearless for the rest of your life. And you can live differently from the world. You can live a life, oh my Lord. Difference in your life. No wonder is the good news. Your past forgiven. Presently living for God's purpose in a paradise waiting in heaven for you. Amen. 
Oh, that's the word of God. And God says, I want you to be devoted to my word more than ever. With everything that's going on in our world, oh, don't you think that it's even more important now to be devoted to the word of God? All of the believers were devoted, devoted to the apostles' teaching. The people that God blesses are the people who continuously pray for God's power, are people who are devoted to God's word. Here's a third, here's a third of that. If we want God's blessing for our life, we must what, love each other deeply. One more time, we must what, love each other deeply. Growing churches love. Growing Christians love. God is a God of love, and he wants to use your, your life as a, a touch point, a window into the life of people. There are so many people that God is seeking to love them through you. Just as God, glory to God, loved you through someone, God wants to use you as a, a, a turnkey to love somebody. What do you call it when Christians love each other? We call that fellowship. The Greek word there is kononia, which means being as committed to each other as we are to Jesus Christ. And that's what God wants us to do. You say, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, but this person I really don't know about that. Jesus has commanded us to love others just the same way that we love God. Now, as Christians in this place, you love God. You love God because God's been good to you. He's died for you. He saved you. He's blessing you. He's stuck through with you. And so you have every reason to love God. And God commands you. He says, love others just the same way you love me. And the same way I have loved you. And if we want God's blessing on our life, we've got to love other Christians. We've got to love other people. And if you, did, no, you don't, then you're not going to have the extent of God's blessing on your life. We've got to love people deeply. It's a, commit, it's a commandment from Almighty God that we've got to commit to. Look at what Jesus tells us. Amen. Look at this portion of scripture. It's actually Acts. Well, it's, it's actually John, John 13, 34 to 35, John 13, 34 to 35. Jesus speaks this word, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. One more time, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And four times, Jesus uses the word love. He says, I command you, not a suggestion, not an elective. As I have loved you, you love one another. As you love me, love one another. You can love Jesus with your naked eye. He is eternal. But as we love each other, we are loving God. Whatever we do unto others, we do unto God. So you are the window in which I express my love to Almighty God. So if I say I, do, I love God and I don't love you, God says the truth is not in me. I'm a liar. I'm a fraud. I'm a fake. And God is saying, hey, it may be difficult. Guess what? It's not easy loving you. But God says, yes, I love you. I love you. I love you. Not because I choose to. Not because I feel it. I am committed to you. And so you also be committed. Be committed to other believers and be committed to people in this church family and be committed to other people. Amen. And here's what the first church did. That's why the first church, what, where they, they were working many miracles. People were filled with awe. Many signs were coming out of their life. Look at Acts 2.42. It says, well, they spend their time in what? Learning from the apostles. Right? We talked about that. They were devoted to the apostles' teachings. Taking part in the fellowship and sharing in the fellowship meals and prayers. 
Here's what the contemporary English version says. This same verse, Acts 2.42, right? Read that with me. It says what? They spend their time learning from the apostles. And what? They were like family to each other. One more time. They were what? Like family to each other. They also break bread and pray together. They, 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 glory to God. The, the reason the church grew from 120 to 3,000 and 4,000 and 5,000 and half of Jerusalem, half of Israel was turned Christians is because they loved each other deeply. They were like what? Family to you. They said, well, you're not my brother. You don't come from the same place. You don't come from the same time. You don't eat the same kind of food we are. You, 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 yes, it's only my brother, my sister, and my kid. I'm devoted. No, 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 no. When people looked at their life, they said they were like what? Family to each other. They were deeply, 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 deeply committed in love with one another. And that's what God wants us to be. And when we do that, we are unstoppable. The enemy is the, is the author of confusion. The enemy causes division. And when you can allow God's spirit, the spirit of love, the spirit of love to reign in your life, oh, you are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. The spirit functions in an environment of love. The enemy operates in an environment of division and hate. He's the author of division and confusion. And so whenever you are pulling upon says, oh, I can't love this person. I can't really get along with them. Guess what? The enemy is loving it because you are shutting down the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a, uh, 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 the spirit, it's a multicultural. You saw that multicultural context in the first church. They, they, God did it for a reason. Why he brought people who spoke different languages, people who looked differently from every part of the world, gathered together in Jerusalem at the feast where he says, look, I'm going to let them all speak. They will speak, they will speak the gospel so that everybody in their own language can understand that. So that people know that, oh, God loves this person too. They, they, they are Egyptians, they are Africans, they are from Tunisia, person is from where? <laughs> Phoenicia, person is from Greece. These people also, God loves them too, just like he loves us Jews. Look at them also, the Spirit has fallen upon them. Glory to Almighty God. The people you don't like are God's children. And God says, when you cooperate with them in love, when you extend my love unto them, just as I've extended my, my love unto you, you're opening that, the Spirit of God to operate. In a big way. We are made to love. That's what Jesus said. The greatest commandment is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, spirit, and mind. And then filled with the love of God. Love your neighbor as yourself fearlessly. Do it intensely. And no wonder when the Holy Spirit came and fell upon God's people. The first church demonstrated holistic love for one another. Look at what the Bible says in Acts 2.44. It says all the believers, all of them right now. These are people from all, all backgrounds, right? All the believers what continue together in what? Close what? <laughs> Guess what's going to happen in this place when we have close fellowship with one another? Chairs will be filled with people. People will sense our love, our affection, and love is full. It's so so magnetic. In a message paraphrase, here's how we put this verse. In Acts two forty four. It says what? All the believers lived in what? Wonderful harmony. Look at this also. Look at Acts 2, 4 to 6. Here's how they took the harmony to. It wasn't just spoken. It wasn't just expressed. It wasn't just something that you talked about. They acted on that. Acts 2, 4 to 6. They worshipped together at the temple, right, each day. Met in their homes for the Lord's Supper. And then what? They shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Will you invite somebody to church to come to your home and enjoy a meal with you? Find out if, you, if, you, if there's something you can do. There's something about eating together that brings people together. Do you believe that? 
We're not trying to harm each other. We are here to encourage one another. And food has a way to be able to draw people together. Find out what Emmanuel really likes and bring a dish for him. Can, can somebody really bless my brother right here? I've enjoyed your great meals, by the way. And oh, it's a source of encouragement and great joy and peace in my life. And you see what happened? They put into practice. No wonder that church moved from a few to what? Half of Jerusalem was turned over to Christ. They, they continually prayed for God's power. They devoted themselves to God's word. They loved each other intensely. Let me close in this, in this note. If you want God's blessing, we must, like the first church, what, worship with what? Intense what? Joy. Now, when we come here, yeah, I mean, we have, we, our, our, our worship can, can go to the next level. But we are not here. This is not a concert. This is not entertainment. <laughs> right? We're here to worship who? God. And when you come to church, worship God with what? Intense joy. It ought to be a celebration. Because God has spared your life. He's brought you from a mighty long way. And that will be an expression of your excitement, of your thankfulness, of your appreciation for what God has done. David said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all he's done for me? I will lift up my voice in praise to God. God doesn't need your money. He's not here because of your clothes. He doesn't care about the car. Like, you can't, you, it's like, when I'm waiting for something to happen and I'll come and praise God. Were you waiting? What about all the stuff that God's done for you? And when we get together, amen, the people of God who worships God with intense joy, God is centered, he shows up in the midst of a person. How many of you were really blessed today when we were singing these Holy Spirit songs? Oh, my Lord. It, I mean, the, the, the joy implodes, hope uplifted, sadness, depression, worry, fear gets get to the back door. When praises go up, when blessings come down. And it ought to be fun to come to church. It ought to be fun. It is not the songs we sing. Not the beat of the song. It's for an audience of one. For an audience of who? God. And the early church did that. Because praise will recharge your battery. <laughs> Amen. When you sit there as you praise God and now you are listening to the word of God, God is for recharging your body. Your batteries have been charged. Your hope has been lifted. Your joy has been lifted. The power, your, mo your motivation, your passion, whatever the enemy has stolen away from you. Where you are sad, you are worried, you are feared, maybe you are sick. Maybe there's a bill you can't pay. Maybe there's bad news. Maybe you had a bad dream. Maybe there's something that you just don't feel like moving forward with that. As you praise God and you listen to his word, the God ministers to you. And now you are ready. You are ready to be used by God to conquer all odds. To start afresh again where you have felt. Glory to Almighty God. Look at the early church. They had nothing. Oh, they had nothing. These people had nothing. They were not the elite. Acts 2, 46, 47 says, They, the believers, early church, they what? They continue to worship together in the temple courts. What are we doing? Praising God. Well, oh, glory to God. Praising God and enjoying, enjoying the favor of all people. They come out of a worship experience and their countenance, their whole expression, their whole body language was so pleasant, so inviting, so loving, so approachable that when people looked at them, they said, why are these people are so happy? <laughs> they can't pay their bills. They, 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 glory to God. Most of the church were slaves. They were enslaved people. They were enslaved people. The early church was for, were people who were enslaved. 
guess what? Because of the praise of God when they got together, they go back into the workplaces. They are mopping the floor, cleaning dust, pulling trash out, cooking, ironing, washing clothes, and they are doing it with so much joy, so much joy, that their bosses, people who are above them, say, hey, 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 you always bring joy to my home. You bring joy to my family. You bring joy to my kids. You bring joy to my life. And they are giving them favor. They are being lenient, more nicer, more kinder, more gentle to them. Glory to God. As a result of their worshiping God, guess what? They are enjoying the favor of all people. Oh my Lord. Is God speaking to somebody? Why won't we do more of this? When this is what it takes, it's what it takes, amen, to break that fallow ground, to break that high ground, that heart of stone that is hard, that the enemy is using to stand in our way. If this is what it takes, glory to God, to move them away, amen, so that we can enjoy the favor of our people, both believers and non-believers, even our enemies. God, it says when we draw close to God, God is able to cause our enemies to be one with us. Worship God together, praising God from a heart of joy, and they were enjoying. Oh, look at Acts 2.26. Acts 2.26, Peter preaching, he says, Therefore, my heart is glad, my tongue rejoices, my body also will what? rest in hope. Comes from worship, amen. Affects every area of your life, amen. It's good for your own emotional being, my heart is glad. It's good for your physical health. My body will rest in hope. It's good, amen, for your mentally and emotionally. My tongue will rejoice. Every area of your life is affected. While you are praising God, worshiping God, but through his word, right now we are worshiping God as we're hearing his word, receiving it. When we worship God, it says it affects every area of our lives, emotionally, physically, relationally, spiritually. And that effect is this. Acts 27, it says, people liked what they what saw. You see this? The believers. <laughs> people like, oh, wow. They didn't know where it came from, but they liked what they saw. Their spirits <laughs> activated in their lives. Their continual devotion to prayer, continual devotion to the word of God, loving each other intensely, worshiping God with an intense joy. What happened is it changed their countenance. It changed their life. They saw transformation in them. And so what? People liked what they would so. <laughs> people will like what they see in your life glory to God when you and I stand committed to prayer devoted to the teachings of God's word when we love each other intensely and worship God with joy from people will like what they saw even your enemies they'll be wringing their hand they'll be wringing their hand mouth opened water running out hey hey I didn't think this would happen oh but look at something oh look at something look at something glory to god they will say this is too much and you say my god is good oh he is good oh he does so much oh glory to almighty god they will like what they see they will like what they see glory to almighty god and and inevitably they kept asking them and they keep pointing them to jesus they come to my church <laughs> come 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 there's nothing fancy about that church, but Jesus is there. That's where my joy, my peace, my hope, 
my foundation comes from and so people wanted some of that and don't be shy to tell them who, that it is this place favor life Fletch. It's where I get my foundation, where I get my hope, where I get my pillar, where I get my strength. Jesus in this place is the game changer of my life. You pray and seek his power. Holy Spirit is a free gift of God. And you'll be devoted to God's word. And from here on, take your love factor to the next level. Love people like there's nothing. Love people fearlessly. Love them. Glory to God. And God is looking. It's a wicked world. It's a wicked world. Everywhere the enemy is kicking people down. The enemy is lying to people. The enemy is dividing. And you become that voice of love. That voice of love. No matter what they've done. Lift people up. Do what? Lift people up. Be an encourager. Oh my Lord. And each and every one of us have the gift of encouragement. And you take it out there. Take it to your grandchildren. Take it to your children. Take it to your spouse. Even the people who are mean and wicked to you. Mean and wicked. Do it for God. Love with intensity. And every day worship God with intensity. Let's rise. Let's rise where you are. And take this four truths and turn into prayer. God, activate prayer in my life. Make me a prayer warrior. Oh, my Lord, help me to pray more. Help me to pray more. Help me to pray more, God, my Lord, to seek your face. Daily, Jesus, activate in me a desire, a passion, an interest to pray, 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 pray continuously without season so that your power, oh, my Lord, will fuel your Holy Spirit that is living in me. And tell God, help me to obey you. Help me to trust your word. Help me not to dismiss your word. Help me to yearn and hunger and thirst for your word and to follow diligently. And tell God to pour in you supernatural love. Say, God, I want to be your love. I want to be a love doctor. Give me a PhD in love. Enable me to love as never before. Let me be a carrier of your love. Let me be a carrier of your love. I know I've been hurt in so many ways. I know, God, my Lord, that some people are not easy to love. But, God, pour your love upon me so that I will carry your love. I will carry your love to any and everybody, to my family and even beyond my family. Beyond my family, Lord God Almighty. Help me, help me, help me, help me to be an instrument of your love. And God birthed in me a heart of worship. Oh, yes, to express my appreciation for you through my worship. Don't let me just be a spectator, but oh, oh, kick it up a notch. Kick it up, kick it up, kick it up, kick it up, kick it up. You say when praises come down, blessings come down. You say those who praise you, honor you, and open the door for more blessings. Oh, let me pray for you, Father, right here in this place, on this Pentecost Sunday, Jesus. Your spirit, let it fall upon people. Your spirit, let it bring freedom to lives. Your spirit, let it send breakthrough. Your spirit, Lord, let it cast out curses, woes, challenges, burdens. Oh, God, my Lord, every brokenness destroyed by your spirit on this Pentecost Sunday. Oh, set your people free right now. Holy Spirit, arise. Holy Spirit, arise, 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 arise. And dominate lives right now in this place, Lord God Almighty, and activate the blessing of God, activate your presence over life, Jesus. Awaken your people to your presence. Awaken your people, O oh God, into strong partnership with you. Awaken your people, Lord God, just like the first church. Experience a move of your spirit where their life was filled with many signs and wonders. That there was great awe, oh, my Lord. Let it be known among this body. Let it be known among this people, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Show up strongly, strongly, mightily in a, oh God, my Lord, Holy Spirit, in the lives of your people. 
you bless them really good in Jesus name amen listen why don't you give your life to Christ so that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit comes in when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior Jesus he says I will come and live with you and be with you forever so pray this simple prayer with me and pray a minute and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit right now Jesus I thank you for dying for my sins today I want you in my life and so I welcome you come and be the Lord of my life Holy Spirit come in my heart come in my life be a resident and be the president the controller the manager of all my affairs I want you in all your strength and all your power to dominate my life that the sign of great power stronger than a hurricane that Lord God Almighty the fire will fall upon me and energize my life that you break me forth into a mortal cultural connection do it in my life Holy Spirit and help me to be a strong witness for you I receive you Lord as my Lord and Savior come in my heart save me and use me for your glory in Jesus name Amen Listen, if you pray this prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. If you're online, you can download this uh, brochure right there. Scroll down. You're going to see Fresh Start with God. If you're here in this church, grab one. If you want us to mail you a hard copy right there, send us a quick email, uh, and then we'll shoot it out to you with your address. We'll get it out to you. Amen.